Adventures with Eric, Chapter 8, Gender Biases. Although they won't admit it, and some will do the best they can to cause people to think otherwise, 11-year-old boys are interested in girls, and not just to pester. Girls are still an important part of what is going on in the minds of 11-year-old males. Now, I would never admit to being friends with girls, at least not while I was around my friends. But there were some girls that were kind of cool. Not my sister, though. She always tried to make me play with Barbie dolls and dress up in old clothing. The old clothing part could be cool if one wanted to be a paratrooper or clown. But a daddy or husband, those aren't where the cool careers are. The cool girls I knew were, well, there's no getting around it. Sort of like guys only much better looking. They liked to do guy-type things. They could see the monsters in the forest and would help destroy them. They knew how to tie knots and spit. They were everything a guy could ask for in a girl, at least when he is 11. The problem comes down to liking a girl and thinking she is cool and trying to convince the guys to think the same. There were girls who had hung out with us, but an unspoken rule was they had to be acceptable to the group or they weren't around for long. This may seem straightforward, but if I introduced a girl to the group and the group didn't like her, then there would be teasing. Yes, that is what it all comes down to. Teasing. Eric and Katie sitting in a tree, K-I-S-S-I-N-G, and all other manner of embarrassing limericks. If the girl liked the girl, sorry, if the group liked the girl, then there wasn't a problem. It is automatically assumed that a girl that everybody likes can't be anybody's girlfriend. Although, thinking about it, these girls would make the best girlfriends. And I did think about it at times. Lots of times. Katie was cool. I met her one day when I went to the creek. She was digging in the stream with a stick. She had made a creek off the main stream and was carrying it down to where there was an indent that would make a great little pool. I watched her for a while. She had long blonde hair, and don't tell anybody I said this, she was cute. She saw me looking at her and said, are you going to stand there looking all day or would you like to help? I'll help, looking gets boring, I replied. She laughed, but I hadn't realized it was funny. By digging, we brought the stream down into the indent and had a small pool in no time. She showed me how to build little boats out of sticks and leaves, and I showed her how to build boats out of birch bark and twigs. Time passed so quickly that before I knew it, supper time was well past, and we were still playing at the creek. She looked at her watch and said she had to go. When I realized what time it was, the sound of horns honking for the last five minutes was explained. My parents honk the horn on the truck if I don't hear them yell for me. They figure I am always close enough to hear the horn. I did, but thought a wedding party was passing. Okay, you caught me. I heard the horns, but wanted to spend more time with Katie. Katie lived a couple of streets back of Spud's place. We had never bumped into her because she was new to the neighborhood. She knew Spud, though. I had described the guys I hung around with, and she said, I know that one. He sure suits his name. I wasn't able to tell her that his real name was Clarence, which fit Spud about as well as a tutu. 
Katie wanted to meet all the guys and get to hang out with us. And that's when I realized there might be a problem. The problem being that she was really cute. The guys wouldn't be able to see what a cool girl she was through all that cuteness. I can see Spud standing with a jawbreaker in his hand and his mouth hanging open while he stared at Katie. If he were to say anything, it would be monosyllabic. Scott would begin to giggle, and that would be the end of it. The next time they talked to me, it would be K-I-S-S-I-N-G, first come love, then comes marriage. I wanted Katie to hang out with us and had to think of how I could pull this off without them automatically being blinded by her beauty. I have to tell you something about the guys I hang around. I thought this was a good time to try and tell her as any. They won't automatically think you are as cool as I do, I told her. What do you mean? Why not? Well, they kind of like hanging around the guys they are hanging around, and before allowing somebody new into the group, they have to check them out. So, what's the problem? I've never had problems meeting people before. Is this one of those jealousy things? Are you embarrassed to introduce me to your friends? I actually was more embarrassed to introduce my friends to her than the other way around. No, it isn't like that at all. They just really like to test people out first. If they see that you are a girl, and not just a girl, but a girl that really looks like a girl... Well, yeah, it is quite obvious I'm a girl, she said in a manner that made me suspect she was getting, starting to get angry. This was another sign of coolness. Anger and not tears. The guys would dig her. But I had to do something about the way she looked. Okay, how can I explain this? I want you to meet the guys and hang out with us. But if I introduce you right now, all they are going to see is your hair and your face and won't be able to see that you are cool. So what am I supposed to do? I don't know. I wish I could ask Bernie as he usually has ideas. I said as my mind leapfrogged over presenting Bernie with the scenario. Bernie, I have a friend who knows this girl and he has this problem. What should, I, what should he do? But I already knew this only worked on television. I had to come up with something really, something real that would work without trying to get Bernie to solve it. And the rules I had to work under were even dumber than school rules. I've got it, and I did too, but I had my sister to thank for it. I had been thinking about playing dress up with my sister when it dawned on me what we needed to do, play dress up. We need to find you a pair of glasses, a hat, and some baggy clothes. We do? Yeah, we put the glasses on, you put your hair under your hat, put on the baggy clothes, and you will look less like you. When they see you, they won't pay much attention, and later, after you've been, you've been hanging out with us, you can lose the hat and the glasses. Then they will already know you are cool, so won't pay attention to you being a girl. If you believe it is necessary, she, she was giving me a look as if I was telling her that the lunch monitor was an alien. So we went to her house, and my house, gathering stuff, and my sister even helped us find things. Now don't go thinking that my sister is cool just because she helped us. She only helped because dressing up is something that gets her excited the way a baseball game would for normal people. The large black framed glasses were great. Added to the glasses were a nondescript ball cap put on backwards with all Katie's hair tucked up inside and some baggy clothes. It was perfect. 
We went to Spud's house first. Hello, Mrs. Smythe Jones. Is Clarence in? I asked Spud's mom after we rang the doorbell. She looked at me and raised one eyebrow when she looked at Katie. I've always wanted to be able to do that. Just one eyebrow moving up the head, which is a skill worthy of getting. I once had asked, but Mrs. Smythe Jones wasn't willing to help me learn. Or, as she would say, acquire that skill. Just one minute and I will get him for you she said, and disappeared into the house. Spud showed up at the door, pulling his jacket on. His mother probably told him that she didn't want us grubby kids playing in her spotless house today, or that she had a headache. Spud, this is Katie. She lives over on Maple, I said as we walked out of Spud's drive. Hi, I'm Spud, Spud said as he looked at Katie a bit longer than he should have. Hi, Spud. Who is Clarence? Katie asked. I am Clarence, but I prefer only people who tell me to go to bed and eat my vegetables call me that. Everybody else calls me Spud. I understand why. Clarence is kind of difficult to roll off the tongue, and Spud really works for you. Spud answered, I know, I don't know why, but it does really work. From Spud's, we went and picked up Scott. Scott would be the true test. Either he would be telling jokes within the first minute, or Katie wouldn't be part of the group. Scott was in his front yard holding all four of his dog Harley's legs in his hands and swinging the dog around in circles. Don't go thinking about animal cruelty. Scott's dog actually enjoyed this and would keep coming back for more and would stand by us, whining unless somebody swung him around. Hey Scott, leave Harley and let's go to the creek. This is Katie and she's coming too. Spud said, the informality of it, said that Spud was okay with her hanging out. Hi, I'm Scott. Katie, huh? Hey, did you ever hear the one about the girl and the watermelon? There was this girl. Scott started, and as he got to the punchline, he had almost lost the ability to breathe. The rest of us were laughing at Scott, definitely not at the joke, which was quite lame. When Scott came up for air, Katie was laughing quite hard and had taken the glasses off and was holding them in her hand. He stopped laughing and looked at her just a bit too long. His mouth was hanging open and his eyes were fixed on Katie. He looked as if somebody had turned a television on while he was walking through a room. She had stopped him dead. And then it was gone and he continued to laugh. Katie put the glasses back on and we went to Bernie's house to get him. Bernie reacted to Katie with a flare, but this was something I expected. He always flirted, even with our moms. Katie blushed and I watched as Bernie lost a bit of his composure. In relative silence, we walked toward the creek. Each of us seemed to be deep in our own thoughts. My feeling was all this silence couldn't be good. There are people who don't understand the social graces of not asking personal questions of someone they have just met. Spud was one of these people. How come you're wearing those glasses? Spud said as he adjusted his own. Oh, just something Eric and his sister thought up for me. Katie said as she gave me a look which consisted of wrinkling her nose and going slightly cross-eyed, and she elbowed me in the ribs. So you don't normally wear glasses? Spud asked with a look of curiosity on his face. Katie took off the glasses and by now we were almost at the creek. Hey, come here and look at the dams and creeks Katie and I made yesterday. 
I said in hopes of distracting the group away from Katie San's glasses. The others headed in our direction, but I noticed them looking at Katie. She had also rid herself of the hat. Her long blonde hair cascaded over her shoulders and caught the light of the sun, causing her hair to sparkle. I don't know about the others, but this was enough to cause me to stare. I had to consciously close my mouth when I noticed it hanging open. We looked at the creek and Bernie said, Nice job! Are those boats made out of leaves? You bet, Katie was saying as I noticed the whole group looking at her. This would be it. They would decide she was far too much of a girl to be cool. Here, I will show you guys how to build them, she concluded. Wow, Katie, those are cool. Where did you learn to make those? Scott was saying, and I noticed he wasn't laughing, but looked interested in what Katie was saying. You look much better without the glasses, Bernie schmoozed. I bet it was Eric's idea so that we wouldn't notice just how cute you are. My face went red, and Katie was laughing. Sometimes it is hard to understand how others are thinking, primarily when it comes to girls, especially when one is 11 years old. We played at the creek for most of the afternoon, and we had a number of secondary creeks, locks, and channels built. It was a good day. Katie bugged me about how I thought the guys wouldn't like her if they saw what she looked like. I tried to explain, but never succeeded. Somehow, though, I think she understood. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this adventure. Join me again next week when we're doing Chapter 9, Bernie's House of Horrors.